straight up the price of admission growth stories life lessons turning points service to others truth no bullshit adding value no smoke and mirrors being the pressure third down and ten fighting below the surface win or learn always the underdog with a chip on your shoulder these are the things that i think about when i talk to this group they're still kindling that fire taken to the fleet and beyond living the values today through faith with the family and at the job obsessed with ownership and accountability winning at all costs with uncompromised integrity pedal to the metal paying the price of admission let's go the recording starting this is some new software the first person i did this with was jeremy so okay uh kind of getting to learn it but um, it's good i'm better looking than jeremy so they'll probably <laughs> turn out better <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it will all right so here we go you ready yeah, uh, jump in baby curtis bass everybody uh houston native Offensive lineman, another Naps guy, prep school guy up in Newport, Rhode Island, straight out of high school. Went up there, went to Annapolis, back to Naps, right? You did some coaching there. Went surface warfare, did the surface warfare thing. And then what'd you do after that? But we'll dive into details later, but like, what other things have you been doing since you got out? Uh, healthcare, man. Um, Sales, sales has been my thing, though. I think I, that's my that's my space, brother. Like I, I feel like uh, I was just talking to somebody about this. Uh, I don't know, man. It feels good. You get your little wins in there. Kind gotcha. of get to compete. Gotcha. So did some healthcare, doing some sales. Um, quick, you know, high level overview of Curtis Bass. We'll dive into the details here in a little bit. But here comes the fun part: the uh, what people had to ask about you, right? So Cameron Marshall. He said, <laughs> Man. "Does the does the price of admission include having your back washed by Curtis in the shower?" <laughs> because that was, a, that was the price he was willing to pay. All right, man. I man, I think about Marshall so much. Man, the dude. Uh, you know, as soon as I got to the academy, he's right across the hall from me. Right, you got yeah. this dude who's been on multiple tours, grown ass man, and then next across the hall is me. Like I. Did not have the same mentality as Marshall by any means. <laughs> by he, any he brought that up in episode one. Yeah, but and he he did mention your your light switch, right? Like when it's go time, it's go time with Curtis. Yeah. Right? So yeah, but but I think the same thing I think works for him because I remember to get us all out of trouble. You know, this guy's too super serious about a lot of things. I mean, we had him singing Mariah Carey. Me and him were singing a duet of Mariah Carey in front of everybody to get us out of trouble. So, man, kudos to that guy for being able to compartmentalize. It's hilarious. I would love to see that. Uh, So, Ram Vela, he said, uh, Naps and Doc. Uh, They made you – so, I guess you showed up there with some uh, compression shorts. You know, like that's – compression shorts what we use when we work out, whatever. And they, they made you get rid of those. Man. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> All right, man. I will say this, man. That should be a crime because I probably have – I definitely had the biggest thighs at naps. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you got big legs, but I had a whole nother level of big legs. And, uh, no man, I would be running in those naps short. And my le- 
they will be rubbing. I, I was, I was, they were literally on fire. I think like. I don't remember. It was like Ali Disher or Lisa Matrella, like coming up to me, like, what, "What's wrong? Like, are you okay? Like, my my thighs are burning. <laughs> like, the they pain were, is real. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So these things were rubbing like crazy, and they would not let me change. They're like, "No, you got to have shorts, and boxers, just like everyone else." I was like, "Man, I'm, yep. it's you not the match same." The mold, right? Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, you're we're force fitting some. Some different shapes. <laughs> right, um, right. Jeff said you slept with the stuffed animal at naps. <laughs> Jeff would bring up half, half J. Um, so I had a, a little Rottweiler, which I pretty much had with me since I was, uh, I might have been like four years old. We had this Rottweiler. Uh, his name was Bear. And yep. The dog ended up dying, right? Like strangled himself. Uh, he got bit by ants. Like, I love this dog. I mean, I used to ride it. Everything. Your boy. Yeah. And um, my parents ended up getting me this little Rottweiler stuff puppy as a kid. And uh, I had him for years and years. I mean, I really actually lost him at naps, but not the first time I was there. I lost him the second time I was there. I took that 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 uh, dog, went to every game, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. They used to They used to get me, man. They would... They would hang it up, put it in the gotcha. in the shower. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I mean, another uh, Ose, he said, ask you about your pet Rottweiler. So I guess that's <laughs> the same story right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same dog. And uh, I had it forever. I was so mad. I lost it uh, when I moved, when I left uh, coaching at Naps, and I never found it. The lady was like, oh, I'll go back and look for it. I don't think she went back. Man. Was it during like a move or something? Yeah. Oh, Moving military housing. Gotcha. Uh, last one before we kick into your story. Milky, he said, um, you had a, a snake at Newport <laughs> and you lost it. What happened there? Uh, so I had this snake. Uh, I won't talk about the name. I feel like it's a little messed mm-hmm. up how, what I named it, but I named it after somebody I considered, uh, to be someone who I couldn't trust. Um, and, he was in the brotherhood, and I just, you know, I, there's never been anybody in the core group that I didn't feel I could trust. And this guy, I didn't like it, man. But I named my snake after this guy. But anyway, I had this python. Uh, for the first few months, I was scared to touch it. You know, Ram and Jesse, um, Jay Wu were my roommates. And, um, python? Yeah, we were scared. Not even like a little one. You got a python. Yeah, yeah, we went all in. Uh, but then after a while, we got comfortable. I got too comfortable. I fell asleep uh, playing with it, and then had no idea, <laughs> had no idea where it was. <laughs> and it was like for a month. Well, is, that, um, is that apartment complex? Or so it's like, like a it's like a, a townhome condo kind of military gotcha. housing. We like split rooms, so like we're all living three of us. So my room was always on the lookout for that. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, but it ended up being in one of those like walls, uh, you know, where they pump the heat in. It was warm there, so the snake had been hiding there. Gotcha, like yeah. so, like a vent area or something. Yeah. Okay, so you found it. Yeah, yeah, we ended up finding it, but I don't think Jesse appreciated it at all. He did not like that. At <laughs> I can all. imagine that. No, nah, he didn't like I can that. Imagine that. Well, gotcha. Uh, little intro for Curtis Bass before we kick into your story. Uh, are you feeling like you're lucky today? Man, you know, I, in all honesty, I don't believe in luck. 
Okay. But I do believe that I have been extremely blessed, man. I have been very, awesome. very blessed my entire life. Um, I do feel like good things happen. You know, you're at the right place. Uh, you're ready to go when you're there, and I think good things will happen. But, um, yeah, I don't necessarily believe in luck. Even though I was okay. born on March 13th, uh, I think. Was it a Friday? Yeah, Friday the 13th. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good reason not to believe in luck then. Yeah, man. Let's, uh, tell us about your uh, blessed story. Uh, man, so I guess my story, I, I of course, I'm from Houston, Texas, right? So I, I'm uh, originally born um, March 13th, 87, uh, Third Ward, Texas. Uh, I was. It was just my, my mom at the time. My, my mom and dad were not together. Um, it, my mom lived upstairs over this boutique that my aunt ran and my aunt and her family lived in this room. She had a son um, who lived in the other room. And then I was in the master bedroom with my mom. Um, you know, my mom would tell me that when I was born until I got like gifted a, a baby bed, I slept in a drawer for a good little amount of time. So we were just nice. making it, you know? Um, gotcha. They were, uh, my mom and aunt, they were both from Dallas. Um, my grandfather was from there. Big Curtis, that's where I get my namesake. Um, and his wife, you know, they, they lived there for a long time. Um, Big Curtis is who? Uh, Curtis James Smith. Uh, that's my granddaddy. Uh, man, it's just granddaddy. the guy I look up to for everything. He was in the Navy. A big part of the reason why I went to the Navy. Both okay. of my grandfathers actually. Uh, him for a different reason, just because of the kind of man he was. I mean, this guy is, uh, I just think, Im impressive, right? Like, he's, he lived to be 96, 95, 96, um, yeah. but, you know, didn't stop work. Like, he still worked, uh, ran a farm up until, like, 92, 90. I mean, the guy is just Goodness. amazing. Um, I actually got to do an honor flight with him. Never even knew he was in the Navy, um, until I was in high school, got to see it. So I'm on a sitting in this yellow chair, getting an interview. It's kind of crazy, but nice. Yeah. Didn't know that about you. So that's, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I have my, my other grandfather lived up here. So I would always come up to Annapolis. Um, we would go out to eat like Carroll's Creek, some of the different uh, restaurants out here. I had a god godparents that lived up here. And, um, so I, I knew about Annapolis. I just didn't know, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, what led me by, into it. Who's your recruiter? Uh, Is it Danny? Uh, Danny. Oh, so uh, Coach Rourke, man. So, like, I, I'm from Houston, born up in 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 Third Ward, Houston, but I I moved around a lot. So I lived in Missouri City, uh, which is like kind of the southern part of Houston. I live in Fifth Ward. Um, yeah. Live with my grandma and my parents for a little while on the north side of Houston, um, but I graduated from Pearland High School. So. When I was living in Pearland, my neighbor played for the Houston Oilers, where what used to be the Houston Oilers back in the day, right? Yep. And um, when Coach Award came through looking, uh, he ended up finding out my neighbor, because Coach Award would come to my house, he'd come for like the Super Bowl, like all the games, and he was like always there. Um, and we, he ended up finding out that Coach Green coached my neighbor when he was in co college at NC State. Ah, and uh, yes. my neighbor just talks so highly of Coach Green. Like, like the man that you know, I think yeah, he's just been that solid. Dude. Just 
Yeah, just the real man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Encouraging, helpful. He used to throw out the NC State like highlight films to get us, you know, going amped up because back when they were they were legit. Yeah, yeah, they had they had. I, I saw a couple uh, bites where he had Haywood wasn't really a punt return; he's a wide receiver, but he had him do some kind of reverse, and he took it up the field. I was like, dang, Coach Green had him going. But he, but he, mm-hmm. he just talked really highly of Coach Green, um, just like, uh, and he wasn't even his position coach really, um, but he was just like, man, yeah, this guy, he, he's, he's the real deal. Like he'll look out for you, um, and he yeah. was right, man. Coach Coach Green is a solid guy, solid solid guy. But so, um, Coach O'Rourke met Haywood. You know, we would go. I would go over to their house, watch the Super Bowl, and um, he just kept kind of. He, he was on it. Coach Coach O is who he is. But he's scrappy, mm-hmm. um, consistent. Um, yeah, man. Um, but I like I liked him after um, just continuing to talk with him. Um, my coaches in high school kind of were uh, they want. I think they wanted me to go too. I, I, they know I wanted to go to a good school. Um, after I went uh, on my visit, is really when I locked it in though. Um, you know, like, I don't know, I think Ram said it, but, like, he was the first person I met. So I first saw him in Houston. He was transferring his flight. Um, but we ended up, you know, um, uh, spending, you know, like, we shared a room or whatever whenever we were in yep. uh, for our recruiting visit. Um, and, gotcha. man, I just had a good time with dude. Like, he was cool. He was uh, – <laughs> he spilled some of my secrets from, from that night. But, but uh I mean, I, I just appreciated who you know meeting him like he was real, and then when we went to visit yeah. the school, uh, I think Rossi was one of the people I met, and I was like, man, who is this kid? Like, God dang, uh, he's like, yes, sir. You know, just great kid. He looks like freaking Garcon. Um, I'm like, man, I, I, I like this place. I like this. This this is these are the kind of people I want to be around. Um, and uh, when we went gotcha. up into the recruiting. Uh, you know when Coach Johnson's like sitting there, he's like, "So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna commit to Navy?" Man, you know I look over to my parents. My parents like look away. They're like, "Man, it's on you." <laughs> so you know, from pretty much from then on, no, I was actually, like, I don't. I guess I'm gonna do. It. I actually don't know that because uh, Paul Johnson never talked to me at all. So, uh, oh no you way! Got a special, a special question there. So, oh that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, he was. He was. So you make the decision. Pressure. High pressure, man. You know, um, PJ doesn't play. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. Um, so you make the decision. Um, anything else before you, you mean, get up to Naps and start doing anything there? Man, so, yeah, so like before I got to Naps, one of the cool things was meeting Oswald. So remember Scott Oswald? Uh, okay. uh, in that I process, do. He was in, he was in my platoon. Right. So, in that process, Coach O'Rourke was like, another probably reason I wanted to go was like, yeah, you know, we got this guy. He's at Clear Lake. And uh, Clear Lake was like one of the schools that actually beat our high school. Our high school's pretty nice. Apparently, it was pretty nice. Uh, we were, we yeah. were a good squad, you know, big 6A or 5A at the time. And um, he was like, yeah, this guy, Scott Oswald, his dad was an a astronaut. I'm like, astronaut? Like, what does that have to do mm-hmm. with anything? He's like, yeah, well, he went to the Naval Academy. You know, he's the admiral. I'm like, wait, you can be an astronaut with the Naval Academy? Like, what is going on here? Um, mm-hmm. So his dad actually was the person who swore me in before, you know, you know how you go to the Met nice. before you. So his dad uh, brought us in. But, yeah, cool dude. Cool dude. Cool. 
Awesome. And then you go, and how does MDOT go for bass? Uh, man. Other than the uh, removal of the compression shorts. Man, I hated it. I hated the running. Uh, it wasn't like it was hard, yeah. but they was like, I felt like they were trying to be tough. I'm like, man, y'all aren't tough. Like, it was it was harder. Like, I grew up, like, my, my parents are strict. Like, I was like, man. It was tougher at home than than here. Like I had to wake up super early and do all the stuff at home. Like y'all don't, you're not like yeah. you're not phasing me really. So I, I just didn't really. I feel like they're trying to yell for no reason. I'm like, why are you yelling? I'm gonna do what you said. Make up all these weird jobs. You know, I, you know, I gotta bring this up just because that was a big part of Marshall's speech was about you and and Doc and like how you turn the light on and turn it off. So yeah, they're trying to be tough and. Get them out there uh, on that <laughs> on that field. Turn that turn that switch on. Right. See how tough they are. Right, and so. it was like you know sometimes they were like, "Oh, you're not doing the push ups and stuff right." And then they were like, "Oh, you you can't do more jumping jacks with me." I'm like, "Man, I can do more jumping jacks than you." Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you can't do more push ups than me. And they try to do push up competitions, and then I beat the cadre, and then they'd be all mad. <laughs> like it's it's just, it was, you know I I had a good time with it to be honest. Like. It was, it, don't get me wrong, there was parts of it that was super hard where you're tired, you're exhausted, you're, um, but I feel like I was like always in my own mode. I will say that there are people who now you would never think, like, Jeremy was one of the most locked on and motivated Michigan candidates that you would ever see. Like, I used to look off and I'm like, Jeremy who? Jeremy Miles, like, I'm like, man, this gotcha. dude is amped up. Uh, like people who who didn't even go through right, like uh, like like D Terry. D Terry was one of the most locked on Michigan candidates that you would yeah. be like, dang, this dude is this dude is ready to go. He's he's ready to fight. I was like, man, everybody wants to go game. Marines, right? But I I I would think they were I like I feel like I played the game. I feel like they were just mm-hmm. like completely in it, like. It wasn't even a play in the game. Like, I feel like Marshall, he was in it, but he also knew Naps was kind of – I personally believe that Naps was kind of still a joke for him. Like, it's like, yeah. come on, what, what are we what are we doing here? Like, that yeah. was in my mind. After I, I saw them, we had Richard, uh, North, like all these people who had been and served before. I was like, man, these you can't. You can't be serious right now. These guys are like, I don't care. What are we doing here? <laughs> we're playing. We're playing game. Yeah. Um, that was a uh, good experience. Um. All right. So that goes. Um. You know, we go through the induct thing. We have the years. Any cool learnings out of that year that you remember? Like, hey, I I grew up in this way. Um. Uh, I definitely grew up. I, I learned. Uh, just how, just how to like, kind of how to buckle down and study. Like high school is super easy. That wasn't as easy, um, especially something that I felt came really easy to me in high school chemistry. So chemistry there was, uh, I learned a lot. Like I, I really spent some time. Like I used to study with Blake all the time, and uh, yeah, boy, when I say uh, I've never seen somebody have up. Uh, more screens of Kim Kim Skill Builders than anybody 
in in my life who <laughs> have who have like oh my god thirty five yeah. different screens so he could remember all the ones that he got wrong <laughs> so he could get the next one right like to basically cancel out instead of just doing them. It's freaking process like, of elimination yeah, with like, homework. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> dude, man, oh, I have so many screens, dude. I'm like, man, look, just just focus so, on this something one. So small, it's so important. The oh, the Kim's Kill Builders, man. Oh my gosh, so serious, <laughs> so serious. Yeah, man. Gotcha. Hey, those Astros this, uh, going in tonight. You gonna get the win? Okay, Astros. Go Astros. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then you move. We move from uh, Naps. We go down to Annapolis. Yeah. Um, any thought in your mind of bailing out at that point? Or are you like, okay, I'm all in. Let's go. Yeah, so um, I never had, at that point, I had no thought of bailing out. Um, when I left, sorry, I got this little dog, man. Uh, when I left, oh look at that! That's a cute dog. Yeah, yeah, my little. What's his name? Uh, her name's Olivia. Um, my little Yorkie. Olivia, okay. Um, but yeah, so no, never a plan of bailing because like I like had this thing uh, that my dad taught me as a kid. So it's like once a job has begun, never leave it until it's done. Be it big, be it small, do it right or not at all. Um, so I okay. couldn't. I really didn't even have the choice to come home. They weren't like <laughs> on that type of time. <laughs> like it was like yeah. you gonna come home. You gonna have to. All right, you committed. Yeah, You're yeah, in, yeah, right? yeah. You got. You gotta finish this. Yeah, race. you gotta figure something out. I mean, you can't come back here. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nah, but I wanted to do it. Like, uh, especially man, we had those guys at Naps. Man, they they took us under their arm. Uh, I think really like uh, Tunday. I, I watching them. You know, I got to watch them play before. So then we see him there in real life. And, uh, man, I, I wanted to prove – it was a big thing for me when I went to college is to prove I could play with the biggest of the big. Like, I was always a little bit smaller yeah. uh, for as far as an offensive lineman. Like, I played tackle in high school, played some guard. But I really wanted to play center. Uh, that was big for me. Like, I wanted to go play yeah. center. Why? Uh I just love that position. It's fun. Like I love guard too. Guard, you just get to come off the ball. You don't have to think. Center, you got to think a little bit more. Uh, you got to be able to go both ways. You kind of set set the tone. You set up the offense to an extent. Um, yeah, I just loved it. And and you like really are the tip of the spear. Like if you don't take care of your business, it's yeah. all over quick. Uh, Especially if you get a big. Knows like Nate sitting in front of yeah, you. Yeah, Nate. Which is, Nate. you know, Academy Football tends to do. Absolutely, right? absolutely. I, uh, man, you know, Nate was my roommate uh, in college, like before he got, uh, before he left. Um, yeah. I loved going against Nate, man. I think it, that was probably yeah. so much fun just because he, because I know him personally, but then he, like on the yep. field, he's so nasty. Plays with his hands, plays you know, plays with the motor until you get him tired. Yeah. You get him a little tired, then you kind of get him. But um, he was a bad oh, dude. man. Maybe. He's one, you know, one of the best noses that I've well, obviously probably the best one I ever played with. Yeah. But um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you going up against that guy every day made you nothing but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think we played. <laughs> I played against some good guys. I mean, I will say like even compared to like Notre Dame, Ohio State. I mean. Pitt had some nasty defensive linemen. Pitt had some nasty defensive linemen. Yes. But I will say 
hate to say it, but I do have to admit it, that the best defensive lineman I've ever played against was Ben Garland for Air Force. Really? He was nasty. I think he went to the NFL to play offensive line, but his arms were like crazy long, and he wasn't stupid, and he didn't get tired. Yeah. Um, well, he knew the helps. yeah he knew the offense. Like man, he was yeah. good. He was good. Very hard to play against that guy. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I, I I when I think about like those guys, I, I want to bring it back to those guys like Vaughn. Bobby yep. Mack, like, man, they took care of us, like, looked out for us, gave, I feel like gave real advice, even even Kyle, yep. Kyle in his own different way, you know, he, he still had good advice and, and gave you good perspective. Um, because, you know, like, it's, it's not an easy process. I, I don't think no matter what, who you are, you can love it, hate it, whatever, it's still going to be like days where the whole Naval Academy process will try you. Um Sure. And uh, they, I, I feel like they really gave us a lot of good advice. Uh, made you saw how close they were, and that was something I, I really, yeah. I think that really happened. I, I still to this day, I know D Terry used to sneak his phone. His he's like one of the only phone numbers I know by memory <laughs> to this day because he had that phone. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me use your phone. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, just close, you know, just people you know you can count on. You you know. Um, think they all instilled that really well and i think that was that led to a lot of our success as a team as a group everybody looked out for one Do you of remember any certain thing that they mentored you on that stood out like hey when i remember when you know bimmy told me don't this. be stupid while being dumb i think that's probably the best okay. thing right like we're all gonna do dumb stuff right or <laughs> don't compound right, that with stupidity. right 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 like all right like, you're gonna go yeah. out and have a good time. Don't go out and have a good time and do something outrageous, right? Just go have a good time. Put yourself right, at risk. Right. Um, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, we ha- I have so many stories. I, I, I still think about, like, I, I, there was one time that I wanted to fight Nishak, like, when we first. Uh, Imagine that. Yeah, dude, this dude got, we were, I'm ironing the shirt. We're getting ready to go out to some whatever that whatever that horrible place that we used to go to uh um mm-hmm. uh i'm ironing the shirt nishak just takes my shirt and just puts it on and i'm like i'm appalled i'm like what <laughs> and you know nishak's like this gigantic man he's like that's my shirt he's got a beard he's like it's my fucking shirt i'm like nishak if you don't take off my shirt right now we are gonna go fight I'm going to turn that switch on. Yeah, like, <laughs> he ended up filling out and giving the shirt back. But I was like, what just happened here? Did you just take my brand new shirt? I just got an iron <laughs> from the store. <laughs> but then later, I see him like walking through the bar, moving people out of his way like uh, <laughs> like a bowling pin. He's yeah. just like bowling ball, like getting people out of his way. Show me another <laughs> understanding to have a little more understanding for people. Yeah, you weren't the only one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's savage. <laughs> it was a blanket, a blanket thing. So yeah, yeah, but but yeah, gotcha. don't be stupid while being dumb. Though I think I think that was probably some of the best advice because you know they wanted you to have fun, but they uh, just wanted you to understand like, man, there's something 
you know, greater at stake here throughout this process. So you want to be, you know, pay attention to that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even to this day, I mean, I try to remind myself to do that. Like you got to take risks. You got to put yourself out there. You got to stand up for the people that you believe in. Um, but you know, don't be dumb with it. Or don't be stupid. Yeah. Right. You can do a little bit of dumb. Don't do a whole lot of stupid. Right. Work, though. Right. So, uh, I yeah. hear you. Everything, consequences out here. It's consequences. So what's what's next in your story? Um, what's the next step, man? I think, man. You know, I, I as I sit back, like I, I thought about all these different like scenarios and um, just how like how many good people are associated with um, the brotherhood. I, I think I, I mean I, I personally feel like our class was just so selfless um and there were so many examples of it that you know like you think back of like i say it naps and and in these different times and you see how it kind of shine through like on the football field or uh and even just different ways throughout life like i I think it's just a, a great group of people um who are truly there you know for to help themselves but to help they weren't afraid or, you know, they they didn't mind helping someone else along the way, even if it wasn't, you know, this crazy thing, but, um, it, it impacts. And and I think that's, you know, that makes a difference for people because, you know, being able to take time and and give yourself to someone else. Uh, I think that's what life's all about. Like all those relationships, those memories, that, that stuff's, uh, super important. Yeah. How does your ripple effect work? Yeah. Yeah, right. for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So what? Uh, what's? So you do naps. You do the academy. You choose surface warfare, right? You know you're heading in that direction. Yeah. And then you go back to naps to coach. Yeah. You coach the the prep school team. Where you been? You know before when you get there, and go through the entire process. What were some good, like, some key takeaways from that experience for you? I mean, I, number one, I, I say it's still, to this day, probably the most rewarding thing that I ever got to do. Um, it, was, it was just great. So, at that time, you are you feel like Superman, right? Like, you're finally done with the academy. Uh, you have this false sense of reality because you're, you're, you're coaching. Uh, you're kind of living a little bit of freedom. You're not at a ship yet. I know... I know uh, I think it was Anthony Gaskins. He was the guy who played uh, left guard for us at Navy. Super, super good player. He had come to Rhode Island as we were coaching one night. We hung out. He's like, man, oh, yeah, you better enjoy this. You better enjoy this because in a few months, you're going to be on that ship. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we did, man. We had a great time there. I know – you know, the coaching part of it was super fun. It, and it was super fun just hanging out. You know, me, Ram, Jesse, Milky, Ose, we're all just having a blast, like, going out, having, <laughs> just making memories, man. Making memories, just doing yeah. all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but I did know my ship was in the back of my mind. I, I actually, so when I initially chose my ship, I, um, uh, Blake and I had chose the same ship, so even though I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to turn out that way or not because I know he, he had, uh, ended up graduating a different time. But 
we were supposed to be on the same boat, man. And we did a little research. We was, I was excited to be, you know, uh, to be on that, yeah. man. Cause, uh, then what happened? Well, he, he switched because of his, his uh, grad. He delayed grad, so uh, he graduated at a different time. So uh, it messed it all up. Um, but, you know, so is life. But uh, he ended yeah. up on the same class of shit. <laughs> but ours was the first... <laughs> What kind of ship so ended up I ended up on the USS San Antonio. Uh, my ship was like the first in its class. And uh, when I say this ship had more oh, problems, I think I remember it had that. more problems than any ship in the <laughs> fleet. First first model always has a, a lot of bugs. To yeah, about. man. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, man, I, I, I will say I had a, uh, met some really awesome people there. Um Every like everybody that I worked with, man, just great people. I I really uh, appreciated that. But um, probably like two years in, that's when I I break my foot, and uh, they never let me go back to my boat. I'm, I'm I broke my foot at Swass. Um, my my uh, it's like right after my my dad has a stroke. Um. I come back to Swass. I'm like getting there at Swass, going to play basketball. I'm wearing, actually, I'm wearing Ose shoes. And uh, these shoes I'd had for a minute and uh, ended up breaking my toe, mm-hmm. man. So I'm like, they weren't they white, were, were they? they were. <laughs> yeah. They were white. They didn't have green, green marks. No, the, man. I was so mad. I was so mad. That was, that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was so mad at my dad for that. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, but he, I, I broke my foot, uh, and then I had surgery right there in Rhode Island. Still finished school or whatever, and uh, tried to do rehab there, or didn't do any rehab actually for like whatever that month or so, and then went back, tried to connect with another doctor. Man, just messed my foot all up. I had like three different surgeries. Had to fuse it. It's like um, goodness, that's an extensive deal, dude. It's not just like a break it, cast it up, let it get fixed. What happened? Like, how many bones? What bones? Like, what made it so complex? Man, I do not know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they ended up fusing it, so like my uh, like don't bend. It's just like straight now, so it's messed up. Still hurts. Mm. So was it just like, like in the like top part of your feet? Yeah, no, my, it's like my toe, my big toe. So like that, yeah, that toe? you know, okay. like how he has like the knuckle in your thumb, like the toe knuckle. Yeah. Don't have it. It's just straight. They fuse the bone together, so it don't bend no more. It yeah, messed Goodness. up, man. So you, I had, I think I had one of those yeah. navy so doctors, you man. You can't. The dude, the dude. <laughs> so you're not. What'd you say? You're not dunking. You're not dunking. No, nah, man. Anymore, you man. know, like I actually could really jump. Like for a big guy, like I actually could really jump. Like, and yeah. it's messed up now. It's messed up. I do not play basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not gonna see me. I I will not play. I'll end up like hobbling off the. Uh, no way. I can't play basketball. I'll play shoot around. <laughs> we'll play horse or something. But no, nah, no, never again. They found out. They found out I so played football. The- uh, man, and then they were like, "Oh, we play. Oh, you think you played at Navy? Oh, okay." I'm like, "Oh man, this is, that wasn't what this was about. I'm just trying to <laughs> work out. Like that was it." <laughs> but oh yeah. goodness, 
So you end up on the San Antonio. What'd you do there? Like, uh, what was your job? Uh, I was an operation intelligence officer, like CIC. Um, so yeah, low key, okay. it was cool. Uh, but probably, probably two years. I got to go after being on the ship. Um, I got to go to work at Surface Command. So I worked at for like all these different special projects, different par- um, departments. Man, I had some sucky jobs though. I will say like. I was like working as like a facility facilities guy, basically. Like you're the facilities officer uh, for this new. They were yeah. moving Surfland to a new building, and uh, man, I was I had like to blow uh, use the blower. You know what a blower is? Like the backpack blower. Man, they had it. Oh, like a like a. Yeah, like man, like AC, changing ACs, doing, having people do both. Like, all, like, actually, like a facilities manager. Like, oh, man, all gotcha. kind of odd jobs. Was that, was that your least favorite yes, job? That's yes, why, that's why I brought it up. Some of the other stuff was actually cool. Worked on some <laughs> high level stuff, like some stuff like improving maintenance processes. And that stuff was cool, but like, <laughs> what made the facilities managing job the worst one? Man, because I was, I felt like as the officer, like the guy in charge, I didn't want to have them all out there like blowing leaves and, you know, doing all this like random odd jobs that they had me doing by themselves and me like, oh, just go do it and I go put my feet up. So I felt like I had to go out there with them. Cause, you know, it'd be freezing cold. It's like the wind on the base is terrible. So, like, I'd go out there with them, mm-hmm. and just do it with them. But it was not fun. I felt so like I'm like finding <laughs> your brew. What'd you say? You're finding yeah. your brew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you, you just like, you just feel like, man, I did not go to do this. This is not what I wanted to do. But you know, you got to yeah. take with the bad with the good. Um, yeah, it's like Mike Mike Rose's dirtiest jobs show. Yeah. That's that's yeah, what you had like, there. Huh? It's not like that, but some of it, you know, all of it wasn't bad. Gotcha. I can't complain. How long were you in the Navy? Did you do yep. five years? Yep. Active duty. Yeah. Okay. Anything else of that uh, Navy career that stands out to you? Think something you like? I mean, I just like the people I met on my uh, ship. I, I just think they were just excellent people. Um, just really, uh, I, I felt like it was like it felt like a little family. Like it was just good, good, good group of people all across the board. I, um, I don't know. Somebody just reached out to me, and I learned a lot from my senior chief. She was awesome. Um, yeah, That's somebody good. just reached out to me. They were working with her now, but you know, like it's just—I I think that part was cool. It was, it was cool. I had I had a good time, gotcha. though. Good run. And then um, I spent a good run. Yeah, yeah, money. yeah. You know, like it, I, we had had a lot of bad things happen. Um, you know, when I'm I was in like uh, losing Blake, man, that like that part sucked. That that, that was just like yeah. the worst. You know, we were roommates for years and years, so. Um, that part makes it suck, but you know, like the overall experience of it was was good. You know, where were you at when that happened? Uh, where was I? So, man, so this is crazy. Like, I, I probably never said this. Like, um, 
So we had just moved out. Um, we were living together. Um, we had just moved out. Um, and I was coming back in town. I had just got back in town and I uh, was trying to connect with him. Some... This has to be... This has to be around your Yes, yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, is that right? Or was this it? This is okay. 2014. It's like the summer of 2014. Because um, I know yep. part, of, part of it is like I just <laughs> went to a birthday party um, for Kaleo Kina. He was a guy, basketball player, uh, 09. He was the first company guy. Um, he was out there yep. in uh, Norfolk with me. And uh, we just went to a birthday party. I'm like, I talked to like maybe a day before like i know how to get in this apartment kind of uh just because you know of course i know um but uh mm-hmm. i went over there and uh like we had like a heart to heart and uh he was like yeah no nah, i'm good and uh i ended up leaving but then i he didn't hit me back like so this next day so i'll text him a couple days like man what's going on what's going on you know i'm kind of going i go back kind of check things out. I'm like, man, something looks, doesn't seem right. Looking for stuff. Um, end up having to like, kind of try to break into his apartment, get, get somebody to get me in. Cause this little, he has this rug that used to keep the door open. He didn't care. Was <laughs> just kind of how he was. Uh, but then that, that yeah. was when I found him. Uh, so I saw the situation, but it sucks, man. Uh, so it was like, yeah, that yeah. summer of 2014, man. The worst, the worst is absolute worst. Um, but you know what was so crazy? Like in that time, like in that moment that that's happening, um, this lady was like walking through the hallway, and she just stopped and she's like, "I don't know what's going on here, but the spirit's moving me to just pray with you. Can you just pray with me really quickly?" And uh, I mean, that was just one of the, like, you know, like. I, I'm not overly religious. Like, I, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. But I'm not like, oh, do I make church every Sunday? Do I make mistakes? Yeah, of course. Um, but that moment was kind of wild. That this lady just stops and prays with me. And um, it gave me a lot of comfort in, in that process because it was not a good thing. You know, it was a terrible situation. Yeah. Yeah. But I got so many good memories, though, man. No. So many good memories. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. Let's talk about those. I mean, the, the only reason why I remember it was that fifth year was because that's when I was living in All Oklahoma, right. and I was able to to make it to that that final event yeah. there with his family. Is that is that talked about you too? It's always say you reach out and keep up with them. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. I do. I don't keep up with a whole lot of folks. He's one yeah. I do keep up yeah. with every now and then. Good so dude. That's, that's fun. Should be. No doubt. So tell tell us something uh, good. We want to hear a good. Oh uh, man, I I think, uh, man, we have so many crazy stories. Like he's the only like one of the people that you can just call. You can like send one word text to, or you come home. We don't even say anything. You just look at him. You can just start shaking your head and just laughing. <laughs> you just know like <laughs> the ridiculousness that probably just happened or just whatever. Um, yeah. But no, I always tell this story. I, I think it's like uh, when we were at Naps, like we had this one night. I don't know. He borrowed somebody's car, right? Like, of course, you're like, man, how do we get a car? How do we get to, we got to find a way to Providence to go do something. Or maybe it was Boston. I think it was Boston this time. 
We find a car. Yep. We both have duty that next morning, right? So I think we go out, we have fun, whatever. We leave. It's like maybe one thirty, two in the morning. We're headed back, right? I think that trip is should be like an hour and a half, maybe. Two hours. I don't remember exactly, but yep. not a very long yeah. trip. But um, we both have Sprint, number one. And uh, instead of just, like, really focusing on the directions, the whole time we're, like, listening to music. So, like, we're just, like, having a good time on this drive. Man, when I say we got so lost, we took a trip with no traffic. This should have been, like, an hour and a half to, like, five hours. And meanwhile, we end up at at the airport um, in Boston. Was that before... Was that before iPhone? Oh yeah, yeah, way before, kind of before that. Way before that. It was, you know. I think we had. I think he had a Treo. I had some kind of flip phone. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just lost, man. But uh, <laughs> just singing songs. We pull up right before, uh, barely make it inside. Uh, but you know, just having fun, man. I, I still think the funniest thing to this day is. Uh, during plebe summer where we're all in our rooms, right? And we, you know, remember we got those phones back for a little bit. Like they gave us our phones back, but we were yep. supposed to turn them into football. Like, did you turn yours in? Yep. You turned. Yeah, I did. I all right. The well, rules, man. as you remember, <laughs> dang, you snitching. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> as you remember, like not all of us turned our phones back in. Um, so like yeah. it's the middle of the night. Um, me, Blake, and Darius are up telling jokes, like just cracking jokes all night. We're on our phones, like calling people, trying to just you know what's up, man. You know, <laughs> just trying to see what's going on. The mission, no, it was the officer of the watch walks yeah. in. It's like, hey, uh, are you guys on your phone? Like all of us. Darius plays dead or plays sleep, just rolls over, plays sleep, didn't say anything. Uh, Blake's like, no, sir. He says nothing. And then I I think I was like, nope, you know, say one thing. And then uh, uh, the OOW's like, okay, okay. But meanwhile, Blake's like with his phone just fumbling it. He's like fumbling it. And when I say he basically just wow. drops it in the middle of the floor and it lights up the whole room as the OW is like opening the door. He turns back, and the his like little trail phones, like this little device, lights up the whole room. <laughs> and the OW is like, "Is is that a cell phone?" <laughs> and, mm. and you know me, nice. just like I'm doing right now, I'm literally with my sheets over my face, snickering. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like snickering and laughing because it's just like, how did you do that? Like, how did you drop your phone? He was leaving. Yeah. Uh, Blake's like, that's my phone, sir. <laughs> Meanwhile, Darius is still playing dead. Uh, and we wake up. <laughs> All of us get in trouble. <laughs> I know, I'm pretty sure everybody heard Captain Hamilton like, <laughs> kick open the door. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell everybody yeah. to come outside or fall out. My bad. Um, we all gave our phones, thinking we were going to get out of trouble, and then they they went and gave the phones to the coaches and got us in more trouble, and they had us run. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was yeah. probably one of the funniest things, man. 
It's hilarious. I'm like literally snickering. He's like, are you laughing? I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> but he, he's like, man, we just have cell phones. Like, gosh, why are you mad? <laughs> but yeah, wow, it's funny. Goodness. Ugh. And now, uh, uh man, so I, um, I'm in, I live in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, just working in sales. I got two little kids, uh, Skylar and Titus. Uh, Skylar yes. is uh, six years old. Titus is four years old. Um, so you got your hands full. Yeah, That's man. Pretty active oh, man, it's the best, right though. There. Like, they're, they're growing up so fast. Um, my little girl is just amazing. She's super... She she's uh, she's she, she likes to challenge you, you know what I mean. But she's super super sweet. She wants she's not letting you slide. Like yes. she knows how to manipulate dad, get whatever she yep. wants. Um, she's very good at that. I'm not allow it. Um, my son's super sweet though. He's a tough, talks a lot of mess, but he's, he's just very caring. Always looks out for his sister. Um, good kids, great kids. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, yeah, now I'm just selling right now, man. Trying to enjoy life. Um, awesome. Yeah, man. Well, uh, when you when you transitioned from the military into to what you're doing today, is there anything you, that stands out in your mind? Like, hey, I wish I knew this before my transition, or like I learned this. Thing yeah. When I made the transition. Yeah. So initially, when I came out, I went into uh, I went to work for Janssen, a company called J and J, under the Johnson and Johnson umbrella in operations. And I I, I was interested in the company okay. uh, in general because they actually help people with Crohn's disease. And um, I had a cousin that had Crohn's uh, disease, and um. I just saw how it impacted his life. And then finding a company that's actually making this monoclonal antibody, I got to go to Ireland to learn how to make it. And um, it's really cool, man. It's just super interesting, uh, super interesting stuff. And um, when in that process, like in that time that I'm working with J&J, like I'm working all these different, you know, I'm working nights. Uh, I really love the company. I really love what they did. Um, but I, as I was, I was, uh, also a diversity and inclusion leader in the organization. So like, I would go to these different places and then I really got interested in sales. Like people kept asking me like, man, what do you do? You know? Um, and that's when like, I got interested in sales and I wanted to find a way to help people, um, in, you know, through selling, like, uh, I, I don't look at it as like, I'm pushing anything, but I'm giving, you know, hoping somebody make a decision for something that's going to be useful for their Offering life. Offering solutions. That's all you're doing. Yeah, man. And it's fun, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm here to solve your problem. That's it, man. It's fun. I, I think I think the drive behind that, I think it's like, it's like, and they, it's like a, it's like a, this way you can get your wins in. Like, I, I feel like, like a Navy, like, you know, we don't yeah. have football. Yeah, it's you don't have football no more. You don't have, like, you can't just, ah, get your, get it in gotcha. like that, but you can get your little wins. You can, you can see the success start to happen. Uh, just by you spending time and putting that work in. All right. So I just saw your, your face light up. Okay. Um, so now we're going to go to sales. What made you decide that you're going to go and get in the sales or did you have someone like 
tell you about it? And because like, yeah, when you made that change, obviously you found something yeah. like, hey, this is me. Like I like this. This is kind of I'm getting the wins. What made uh-huh. you do that? Make that. Change? I think it was a couple things. Like I think I wanted to do it initially, um, but I just didn't feel it was the right time i I would know i was scared i think i would say that like coming out of the (laughs) you don't know anything uh i was going to different sites leading all these different trainings and i think that's when i got interested like it's uh it's like this you don't know where the finish line is really i mean you know like sometimes it's the sale but like generally everything that i'm selling you want to create a relationship so it's like this long-term deal um yes uh there's this crime from it. It's not like, you know, you know, you can go in and solve this problem and you're going to get this result. That's not it. Like you, you literally have no idea. Like you could go a whole, you know, month or quarter and not make a sale. Right. Like, but you got to keep putting in that work, um, and finding different ways, grow yourself, push yourself, uh, to make sure you're presenting yourself, right. That you're, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of figuring out what, what it is that person needs um, and, and seeing if you, you're you a right fit. Um, the grind to it, though, I, I really gotcha. love it. I, it's, it's special because you get those wins, man. It's like every day, like it gives you that purpose, you, you that fulfillment to push yourself, right? Like, you know, hey, I make the sale, you know, it'll you're, you're going to be helping somebody out. Um, and I don't know, like that, that gives you that push. I feel like when it's like kind of... Uh, set it's like this set regimented thing and it's not really hard then it's like man i'm not we can you can get outside yeah, the man, you gotta you gotta have something that's gonna challenge you uh because if you don't man I, you you'll be bored or i will <laughs> i will i need i have to have it what do you going on <laughs> what do you think the most important part about sales is uh it's the real trust. I mean, you got to be able to establish trust. Um, and I think that's like the basis of, of the relationship. Um, trust, just doing what you say you're going to do. Um, and, and, and being able to walk gotcha. away like, oh, man, this is not a good deal for you. Like, this may not make sense for yeah. you. Uh, and what you're, what you're telling me is. It's like you, you have to. You, you, we say it, it's a funny thing, and so it's like I mean, you got to fire some clients. Like they're just not the right fit. Um, but when they are, yes. it feels pretty good. Yeah. I hear that re- relationships is the key. Like from everything sales that I've ever heard about, listened to, whatever. So that's why I was asking. And um, imagine that, right? Relationships and you talking about like. You know, the mentors at NAPS that were close that helped, you know, tell the story, make it real, get you through, you know. And then, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like a lot of the stuff we've talked about, like, in general tonight are about yeah. relationships. I mean, the, I, I right? think they, they're so, so important. hey, there's this thing. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a win-win. It's, um, you know, if it's a win-lose, the relationship's not yeah. going to work, gonna right? It's going to be over. So, <laughs> Find, finding that fit, just like you're talking about, is spot on, dude. Um, well, that's cool. I'm glad you, you found something that um, a lot of people don't find that. You know, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, right? What is my, my key thing? I don't know what that is yet. Um, 
but you found something that, you know, you have interest in, you tried something after the transition, um, you know, it was okay, like the company, but then found yeah. sales, which you got excited yeah. about. Did you have a, go ahead. I, I, so I was going to say, it's like, you know, the thing about sales, um, it's like my, my, my parents grew up or when I grew up, my parents always had like, generally they had a job, but they also like ran businesses, right? Like they were running these businesses or they, they will be pushing themselves. Like my, my, my dad was like, he couldn't sit just having that job wasn't going to be enough for him. Like, it's like, we're, it's like you, mm -hmm. it's like you, man. Like I, I, I didn't say this, but you're definitely like, I, I would say like we count football. There's nobody in our football that I've experienced in Navy that hit harder than you. Hands down. I think you, you brought it <laughs> every time I hated to have to like, so I hated to have to veer and know that I'm going to have to hit Tony. Or I'm gonna have to zone, and I I know he's gonna he's gonna be bringing it just like how I'm gonna be trying to bring it. It's finding that thing that you really love to do and that you're really good at. I think that changes though, yeah. right? Like, like I feel like as, as I get closer to mastering sales, like I I wanted to I like marketing, I like um, I like operation stuff, but like, man, how do I challenge myself even more? Maybe it's like running my entire own business, like. Um, yeah. it's, it, I think it's, it's okay for it to, to, to shift or to change. Yeah. I don't think you have to be in this yeah. one, like one little thing. I think, uh, if you have that capacity, um, to push yourself and you want to get up and do it and see that success and you, you know, you should have the freedom to go do that. Gotcha. So what's the next thing for you? Man, I don't know, man. Um, that's a good question, man. I mean, I'm good right now. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's got to, the right thing's got to come and be. You know, it's got to be the right sure. time, and you know, we'll see. We'll see. Gotcha. I had to ask the question. I've been doing that every on every uh, episode, pretty much saying, "Hey, what's the next step for you?" So, um, what um, did you ever have a fate like a, a good mentor, one that stands out the most? To you throughout your journey, um, I've had so many people help me. Um, uh, man, I feel, like, I feel like I've learned from so many people, and I still learn from people. Man, I will say my grandfather, my dad's father. Um, yeah, my grandfather on my mom's side is probably like the good man, like the moral person. My grandfather, business wise, man, he. He just gave me a bunch of jewels. Like he run a business his whole life. He, he, I think he would like, and when he was alive, he would have rather died before work for somebody. Right. Like he, he was not about that at all. Um, Entrepreneur. And this guy, what did uh, he do? So he ran this tax office here um, for a long time. And he used to be a bells bondsman to do sold. <laughs> Man, he was, he did it all, man. <laughs> he had every business you could imagine. Um, Salesman. Yeah, yeah. Just a relationship guy. Man, and dude, the, the guy had broke broke his hips. Couldn't couldn't really walk, um, but knew everybody. Mm -hmm. 
still just you know just yeah. this huge personality and uh and i think that that that's something i think i really took from him is like to be fearless um like if you want it man go get it go do it go do it gotcha people, that's a big part of entrepreneurship right there yeah. Biggest opportunity. What's your biggest struggle today that you're working um, through? Biggest struggle today. Man, you know, I think there's so many things I want to work on or that I do work on. Um, I think it's so like, I think being ambitious is like a big part of me. Like I, I want to do well. I, I want to win. But um taking my focus off of the destination um, and placing it more on the journey, right? Like, I, I think I live in the moment, um, but I want to continue to do that better and better. Um, so just be right here, right now. Uh, no matter what it is, I, I don't think it's like oh, only in this part of my life because I think you integrate your work with your life. Um, but just really taking each moment and, and living in them and, and not, you know, getting outside that moment, you know, because it's right. This is what matters. Uh, this is what matters. Yeah. yeah. I'd definitely say you're not alone in that. There's a there's definitely a, uh, a common thread across the yeah. board with that yeah. specifically for yeah. sure. I, I know so. I used to really think that it was the destination. Like <clears throat> you really used to think that, um, mm -hmm. probably even leads a lot to me not and taking the, some of the things that I wish I would have taken, like some of the stuff at the Academy, like a lot of it was very helpful. Um, it's like, man, I could take this more seriously. That may have helped me more. And, you know, some of the things I'm working on right now, like just like that, like, maybe be, be in that moment, sure. don't, don't uh, minimize it. Yeah, because before you know it, it's going to be a year right. from now, right? <laughs> Looking at that destination for a year, and then you're going to be like, oh, what yeah. the heck just happened, right? Yeah. So, good stuff. What did you learn today? Um, I, I didn't thought about, I mean, I guess it's just like a lot of memories start coming, rolling in. Um. Uh, yeah. I, I will say, what did I, I had a call earlier with someone that the lady was like, um, I don't, I'm not super interested in this. You know, I, I guess it would be kind of reinforcing how important the relationship is. Uh, she wasn't really interested in what we were selling, but she was like, I feel like I can tr trust you. Um, I enjoy this conversation. Uh, you met me or you reached out to me exactly at the time that we agreed upon. You didn't go over the time we talked about, like, just being that personally respectful uh, to her. I think that it's going to actually create some business opportunity just because she liked me. Um, and I think that's like that made me okay. feel really good. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it didn't even it's like I, I don't know that this works or fits yet, but. I want to have another conversation. Let, let me see. Uh, and it was just based on me doing what I said I was going to do. 
being on time, doing what you say you're going to do. All right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Trust. 100%. 100%. Good stuff. Um, we haven't talked about price of admission yet. You ready? What's your price of admission? Um, man, the price of admission for me, um, like I, I, I came from Houston, right? Um, I think. I I had a lot of fun. Like I feel like it could do whatever. I, I I had some options, um, but I think the sacrifices of just being able to express myself um, the way I wanted to was a big part of that price for me. Um, I feel like I, I, I um, had to hold back or hold in all these things in ways that I wanted to show who Curtis was. Um, a lot of that time there at the Academy, right? Like uh, through that, through that, through those grind, through that grind, even even in the sports, even even in football, right? Like we we kind of had a, a standard, a way of doing things, um, and I wanted to, I don't know, like there was these things that I wanted to do just to be outlandish, um, and I think, like what is it, did anybody have to do in the uh, or deal with the shower or is it more I mean, like more out, on the, out field? on the field, more the public side. The the in the the uh, okay. the locker room, I feel like it was a free place. Like you could just do whatever you want to. <laughs> the best memories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best memories. The most outlandish things in the world. Uh, yeah. Um, but but it was just like just how we express. Like I, even even little stuff like them taking. Yeah. Like, like you remember, I had the Michael Vick cleats, right? And then they took the Michael Vick cleats because Michael Vick got into the docks. I was like, man, these are the coolest cleats. Uh, yeah. Man, I those were the too. coldest cleats ever made. Like, I thought those were so clean. They kept stealing them out of my bag, and I would go get them again, and G would come back and <laughs> steal them again from me. I'm like, man, I wear these cleats. These are great. They're light. I can run in these. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I think it was just those sacrifices. Um from expression. I think the military really wanted you to conform and I'm not a conformer. Sure. Like I push back against that. I think that's an innate yeah. rebellious thing. Maybe just cause my parents are strict or I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think you and Jordan Stevens were very similar in that yeah. way. But I think we're both, I think and we have the same. Uh, you remember case case. Birthday. Yeah. You do. Oh man. Maybe yeah. that's the reason. And Casey Abear was another one that stood out. Yeah. Like your price of admission of feeling like maybe I need to be more reserved and not express myself in this certain way. Like, dude, that's where it came out. It came out in the locker room, like at, right after a, a bad, like a good practice, a bad practice, whatever. Yeah. You get a little bit of a release. You come back in with the guys before you have to return to the hall and then zip it up again. Whatever it is, like relax. That yeah, was you. Have a good time, man. Like, yeah, right? for sure, man. I mean, it's yeah. like we gotta go be stressed. Yes, sir. Scrand the corner. I mean, all this stuff. 
And it's like we can we can have a good time right here, be silly, like you know, we don't we don't have to be all like uptight. And and I think it was uh it was it was yeah. super important for me to, for everybody to jail too. I, I've never been on a losing team, except for uh, my South Belt Dolphins. We were trash. I moved. Uh, I, my little league team won the Super Bowl, the Southwest Rangers in Houston, like every year. Like literally, we uh, we used, we used to play at Rice Stadium for the Super Bowl, have these huge parades, and then I played on this one sorry team. And um, the reason we were sorry is because we were not like friends. Like everybody wasn't really friends. And I think if when you have a team yeah. of people who understand have an understanding um care about each other man you're gonna have you're gonna see some success you you know like if you got some moderate talent and, and yeah. people with a positive attitude you know willing to work you're gonna see some success but when you got people who are all about themselves um man with football you're gonna struggle but especially doesn't work does it um, yeah. or a deep mm-hmm. or an undersized defense that's do it. your That's job, do, man. He 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 was so right. He, he, you know, Coach Nehemiah was our individual coach. You know, before, um, so yeah. really, you know, being meticulous about your steps and your your focus and where your eyes are. I mean, it, it's a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. I think to life, like it's it's a direct correlation. Like, because if you're locked in on the stuff you need to be focused on. Um, you're going to be successful. You don't, man. You get distracted. And if you can switch, yeah, and then you can turn that light switch off for a second and be yourself every now and then, it just icing yeah. on the cake. Huh? Yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm chill. I, like, football-wise, like, I'm chill up until, like, right before the game. Like, I'm pretty much chill. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. be a little bit serious in our warm-ups, making sure our steps and stuff, but, like, for the game, I want to go put some cold water on my mind, on my head, and it's like go time. Like you, you got to lock in because you know, yep. man. My first, I, I'll say this: my first play that I got to, the first game I got to play in, uh, I got, I went in and I was not prepared. I, I think the guy's name was Arian Foster, or uh, for he played on that team with Ray Rice. I mean, the dudes are all American, and I had no clue, right? They, uh, they told me he's good, but I didn't really – I didn't think I was going to play. So I didn't study the film. I didn't do everything that I needed to do to prepare. Um, and I yeah. went into the game, and I was like – I was used to just being able to just manhandle people. Like, I was just good, like, the whole time. But this dude hit me. <laughs> this mm-hmm. dude hit me, shook my block. Next level. And, uh, I remember holding him so crazy because I'm like, oh, snap, he's about to kill Kaipo. Like, this dude's going to murder Kaipo if I don't hold him right now. Um, but then from then on, then I was like, man, okay, you, you got to be, it's go time. Like, it's not like anything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think from then on, man, I was just like, yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> uh, it was great. Gotcha. I got one other question for you, and that is, uh, based off of your price of admission, um, what would you recommend for leaders 
leadership out there that may be leading a Curtis Bass? Um, I, or multiple yeah, Curtis Basses. Um, so I had this guy who came from my high school who was at Naps with us um, when, when I was coaching. Uh, he, he came from Pearland. And uh, man, dude reminded me so much of myself. It was so funny. His name is uh, Aaron Davis. Dude, I love this kid. Like, he was just used to being able to just kind of finesse and get whatever you want, right? Like, uh, you, you can, you like, you don't have to take stuff so serious, um, kind of guy. And, uh, I think yeah. when you are a leader, you, you really have to take time to understand the individuals. Like you, of course you got your mission or whatever you're trying to accomplish. But when you take that time to pour into those individuals over time and build um, somewhat, some kind of trust with them, I think you can get anything you want out of people. Just help them succeed. Help them find what they're looking to find, right? Like be willing to take that time and understand what they want to accomplish. And I think you're good with everybody because anybody who's given me that time and show me that respect then you're going to earn my respect um and uh you know i don't know what it's worth but i uh i feel like once you've earned my respect you it's, it's, you I, you got it you know what i mean and uh i i do anything for you yep. so yeah sure no doubt man yeah brother well anything else Anything else you got? I want to say the group before we close um, this thing up. I think, man, to keep keep doing this, man. I, I love it. Um, I think it's it's good. I think we should um, keep voicing like good ideas, um, things that should improve, should change. I think you know. I think bring those things up. I think uh, I don't. I had I didn't think about any, but I think those are good things to focus on as well. Um, but stay keeping in contact. Bring more and more people in. Keep us keep the communication open because I, I I think uh, you know everybody appreciates it. And you you get to see people you haven't seen or talked to in years and um, I know right, like right like now it, it's awesome, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Will do, dude. And uh, that's all I got. Uh, another one in the books. Yeah. Tell the uh, family I said hello tonight yeah. and appreciate your time. Let's go. Yeah. It's town. all the way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> go Astros. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, man. Peace. See ya.